Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Warriors, welcome to another episode, and we're just gonna give a little pardon. I have my baby in the background, and she's got big hiccups. So here, I guess a hiccup. Right there, you'd hear a little. It's just a cute little baby. That's all. No big deal. Um, but today we have a great guest. I'm super excited. Her name is Tara. She's a military spouse of 12 years. She's a stay-at-home mom. And the other half, you guys, if you guys have listened to the past episodes, you already have heard from Tiffany from The Real Talk Misses. This is Tara. She's the other half of the misses. I'm so excited to be here. I'm it's, excited to have you guys. It's so different to be on this side, I was telling her. Um, yeah, it's way different on this side. A little bit more nerve-wracking. Now I know how my uh, people feel when they come on. <laughs> I can give them, give them some tips and a little empathy. Um, but today we're going to talk about a little bit about loneliness because Tara has had some experience with that and is willing to share her experience. And like we were just talking, it's, um, I think it's important for us to hear stories like this because often I think some people think that we're supposed to go through, through this life without being affected by the bumps. And then, Mm -hmm. um, Tara brought up, it's like, no, we, we go through mountains and, we've got mountains of problems and it's okay to it's okay to say that we haven't always been perfect at handling them you know no we are the furthest thing from perfect (laughs) I think that's a good thing to recognize though like it this isn't easy when marriage in general when you decide to meet when you date and then you marry somebody it's so that you can be together forever Mm -hmm. and generally that means like in the same household all the time and yeah you take vacations from each other but you're not living years apart um my husband and I first started dating and he lived in another state we met through mutual friends and he lived in another state and he was actually moving to my hometown um and I met him through somebody and I couldn't even talk the first time I met him and I turned completely purple and I left my friend's house like ran outside really quick left my kid there like it was bad like I couldn't even think straight and I was like wow I'm gonna be this person forever at that point I never really knew what the military lifestyle was I had sisters that did it but it was completely different being on the outside looking in and I didn't realize what our adventure was I was like oh you're gonna move here you'll go on a deployment every couple years and it'll be fine Mm mm-hmm um, we've been together for six years, and I really would like to know how many days he's actually been home. Like, I'm like, can we find that? Do they keep track of that? They have to. Like, yeah. I know, like, two years of it, you were home, he was home maybe three months in that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's six months in two years? That's not very often, and that causes a lot of problems and a lot of loneliness. And building a relationship when that person isn't in front of you 
thank God for like technology because you have FaceTime, you have, you know, all the different apps where you can talk if there's only Wi-Fi or whatever it may be. So you still get to make a connection, but it's in a completely different way. I, I don't know. I mean, it's the most the best relationship I've been in as far as communication. Mm-hmm. You have no choice but to communicate. <laughs> like, yeah, otherwise, either don't talk or don't have a relationship. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. I never thought that I would be in this life. I'm so thankful. I'm as challenging and as lonely as it is. It is a huge blessing at the same time. I, I have to say that because we've been able to connect on different levels, especially when we were having those hard times. Like, I think we've talked about it on our podcast. We did a thing about uh, marriage resources mm-hmm. and they offer offer a program called Focus and it seriously changed our marriage. We were together for, I think, five years before we did that. And as stupid as it sounds, but it's literally somebody sitting in a room teaching you how to communicate with each other because we were saying all the right things, but neither of us was were listening to it because he wasn't speaking to me the way I needed to hear it. And I wasn't speaking to him the way he needed to hear it. It's just, I don't know, but it's lonely. And I don't want to do, I don't want to fit it into a week, a month when you're here. Like, I guess it's work. It's lonely and it's work. Yeah. I think it was going to be that. So when did that loneliness start to kick in? Because you started out separated. So was it like right from the get-go you started feeling that loneliness or was it after you guys got married? Probably after like that, ooh, this fun relationship. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it was an adventure when we first started talking. And when we first started talking and dating, we were just talking as friends. Like I didn't think, yes, I couldn't talk when I first met him. And I was like, oh, but he was like, unavailable to me I was like no this is not gonna happen one I always said I'm not doing military like that's just not something I'm doing don't ever say that that's the word right don't say that because it's literally telling you oh you are it's happening the minute you say you're not um so he moved down here we got together he was home for the first he had had an accident and was home I would say for the first year and a half Mm -hmm. um so I would say as soon as all of the trainings and deployments started up is when it got lonely. So maybe like a year and a half to two years into our relationship, the longest he was home. <laughs> yeah. So you got you got used to having him home and then I guess more it would would seem unexpected that everything ramped up and then you feel like you really experience what the military has to uh We'll kindly say offer. <laughs> Not a family. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they don't issue families. They issue trainings and deployments. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 So once that all happened and I guess the real life of what his job was going to be or sea duty was going to be set in, mm-hmm. then um, it worked out. I'm sorry. You probably no, hear my fine. kids screaming in the background. I don't Do know if you guys can home. hear that. That's fine. Um. So what did, what did that loneliness, like, how did it manifest? What did that look like for you? Was it just like you felt isolated because you didn't have any friends or was it just you, like, I know I've experienced where I'm in a, I was in a very crowded room surrounded by a whole bunch of family and yet it still felt incredibly lonely because he had been gone for so long. 
Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, I'm around my family. We're in my hometown. I have all my friends, all my family. Mm-hmm. And, but nobody that I, I mean, like, my sisters were in it, but we're all, it's so funny because military world, like, yes, my sisters or their spouses are in the military as well. And we are just separated. So you can pick up the phone and call them and talk to them mm-hmm. about it. But you're in a room for people that don't understand what you're going through. So even though you're surrounded, it's not the person you chose to do life with. So, and I have my kids. I mean, it's so hard to talk about this because it's like, I'm not saying my kids don't fill my heart. Like they fill me and I'm not lonely in that say, but I'm lonely in like my partner, my person that I'm supposed to be with. So yes, you're in a room full of people and you have all your friends, but you go out to an event with your friends or, you know, you go, go out to a bar or you go have a barbecue or whatever. And you see all these families and you're sitting there and you're the only one that's there. Yeah. Like, you know, and you're like, oh, wait a second. My spouse isn't here. So you're experiencing differently. So it's like just the loneliness of not having them, not having that person to sit there and have that conversation with or that awkward barbecue you're at. <laughs> and everybody's a couple and you're just sitting in there like, oh, all right. I'm just going to sit with my kids and watch them play. <laughs> like, You know, I just that type of thing. You're just, you don't have your person or like friends would say my lobster. They're my lobsters gone. <laughs> like, what? Have you what? ever heard that episode? No. no. Oh, I love friends. It's one of my favorite shows, but Phoebe goes, it's my, he's my lobster. Like when you see the lobsters at the bottom of the tank and they're together, <laughs> he's my lobster and I don't have him. <laughs> when I think, I think that's interesting because I know a lot of spouses like in our church we try and like watch out for the spouses whose husbands are gone and um this last year one of my friends husbands was gone and people kept on asking like what can we do can we babysit can we um take care of the yard can we do whatever and she's like I don't need any of that my kid like her kids were okay she should have taken more breaks from her kids and she recognizes that now but what she kept on saying is like nobody can give me what I really want because the problem is is your heart is just broken because yeah half of your heart is somewhere else yeah yeah so I we had that same thing like we had a um like whenever my husband leaves for long periods of times so we'll have family barbecues and um all say bye to each other you know and just like get to be and I literally said every single time he's not here for a long period of times so you guys always ask me what do I need I don't know how to accept help just just who I am I think I, it's just like I feel it it's a weakness which is absolutely not it it is not a weakness take the help. Like, even if you have to ask for it or when people offer it, I'm horrible about being like, yeah, here you go. I could use a Tuesday so I can go help in my kid's classroom or I could use just to go have a coffee by myself for 30 minutes, like, or take a shower by myself, anything like just, I don't know how to accept that. So when we had um, a barbecue one time, I had said like, don't ask me what I need. Just come show up and drop off dinner or come show up and say, Hey, I'm going to take your kid to the park for the next 30 minutes. Cause I have a free day. Like, does that work for you? I'll be there in 30 minutes. Don't ask, tell me what you're going to do because I'm never going to be like, Oh yeah, that's fine. For the most part. Like I'm yeah. just gonna be like, I'm okay. I'm good. I don't need anything. Cause it's hard to accept that the person that you want to help you isn't here. So you just figure out how to do it yourself. Yeah. You're like, I got it. I can do it. I can do it. No, no, you can't do it all. That's my biggest fault. I think I can do it all. I can't. You need help. 
accept it. <laughs> it's just Wise so words. difficult. Mm-hmm. Wise words. So how, did did you feeling that loneliness and um, the, I mean, obvious separation because that's how we feel lonely, but did that create rifts in your marriage or was it just oh, he yeah. came home so all of a sudden everything was better? Oh, no. No. I think it definitely caused problems because you start living life separately mm-hmm. and not saying like, oh, we were having affairs or you know, nothing like that. Just I was on my own. So I learned how to do things by myself and we had a system and we had a routine that we went through every day and then they come home and they just want to jump back in. You're like, no, no, I got it. I got it. I'm doing this. Or I forget to tell you what I'm doing. So then he would call me and be like, are you coming home today? Like, where are you? Oh, sorry. After work, I had X, Y, Z. And, you know, our daughter was here and this and that. I'm like, I forget to tell. Mm -hmm. So that would cause problems because then he's home and he's like, do you even want me home? Or, you know, vice versa. I would ask him, I'm like, do you even want to be home? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, you learn to live life separately. So, you know, when they are home, it makes it difficult. Or even when they're gone, on the trainings, one of our biggest problems was I just wanted him to take part. Like, as stupid as it sounded, I just want you to FaceTime and sit there and have dinner with us. He's in a room full of dudes. He doesn't want to do that. Like, okay, needy wife, go away. Like, you know, but when you're with a whole bunch of dudes that aren't married and don't have kids, it does change the atmosphere. If you're with a whole bunch of dudes that do have kids, then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to FaceTime my wife, too. Like, I'll see you in a little bit. Yeah. Um. It definitely caused rifts and doing focus helped us fix that because we found an in-between, like we found a happy medium of, okay, yes, you're not here, but you still need to be involved for not just for me, but for our kids. Yeah. So, you you know, at 530 every night, you need to call and say goodnight to the kids, no matter what you're doing. I'm not saying you need to have a 45 minute conversation with them. I'm just saying you need to check in so that they know that you're a part. Because thankfully we have technology, so you can do that. Um, but I wasn't expressing it properly, which the, was the problem. Like, I was saying, I want you to be more. And he's like, I'm calling. I'm like, I don't need you to sit there for 45 minutes. I just want you to do and be consistent. Like, yeah. so it definitely caused problems and it went long periods of times of us not hearing each other properly. Um but actually sitting down and hearing what the other person had to say and hearing what the real problem was, reality is there was nothing he could really do to fix it. I was lonely. No matter what he do, did, I wasn't going to be happy because he wasn't home. Like, I was just frustrated and I was taking my frustration out in the wrong yeah. way. Like, And once we realized that, it made it a little bit easier because then it was like, well, he's like, I don't want to call and then you just be frustrated, you know? Yeah. It just... we definitely worked through it, but it, it definitely caused some problems. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) So if, if you were taking your frustration out on him, what do you do now with that frustration to, to, I mean, my guess is you don't just bury it down deep inside. No, we learned a technique called trash canning. So, um, a lot of times, Our problem is also like, I'll be frustrated with my day. You know, the kid pooped on the floor, the dog ate it, the other kid stepped in it, somebody (laughs) threw up. There's like, you know, we've been sick for two weeks. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. I haven't slept more than two hours in four days. Like, 
all those frustrations and you're venting and he's wanting to fix it because he's not here or whatever it may be. I was getting frustrated. He's getting frustrated because I'm frustrated that I don't like that he's trying to fix it. <laughs> like <laughs> It was just his battle. So we learned to do the thing called trash canning, where before we start a statement or event or whatever, we go trash can. And that lets the other person know, I don't need your help. I don't need anything. I just need you to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And then you spiel and you do your whole trash canning and then you say, okay, I'm done. And then you move on to the next. Nothing needs to be said. A simple, okay, babe, thanks. Like, I'm yeah. sorry that was rough. I love you. And that's it. And I felt fulfilled. He felt like he was doing his part. He didn't feel like he had to fix it. And it changed our relationship on so many levels because then I appreciated him because he was doing what I needed. You know, he was listening to what I needed him to listen to. And then he felt, didn't feel bad because he couldn't help because he can't change that. He's not here. Mm -hmm. Like that's not, and they want to help just as much as we want them to help. Yeah. So it trash canning is life changing. If you're having that communication problem in your marriage or you just need to vent and they want to fix it, start saying trash can. Actually, the funny thing is, is Tiffany and I starting our business of Real Talk with the Misses. I was like, we should do trash can. Like, because (laughs) a lot of times we just want to vent like what's happening. And then the other one's trying to fix it or find a solution or whatever. And it's like, she's like, oh, that's genius. Like, we should do that. Or she started using it in her marriage. Like, so you use it and you pass it on. Use trash can. (laughs) That's the best advice I can give to a married couple. I love that because I... I would be curious if there are any listeners out there who haven't experienced that struggle because it's a very stereotypical thing for the man to want to fix things, but the woman typically just needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it's like difficult times. It's like, no, I just need you to acknowledge that I'm a boss and you're married to like a really <laughs> awesome woman who is doing this and staying yes. around. Like you just, you just need to know that. Um, I don't need yeah. you to praise me all day long. I don't need this. I don't yeah. just be like, just are you? Good job. Yeah. 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 And say, good job. You didn't kill anybody. Everybody's alive or good job. You sat on the couch all day and snuggled. And that is like, perfect. Like yes. just the good job. I love that. Oh, I, I'm so I, that's, that's a hard one for me. That's like mom guilt right there. Like I should be doing dishes and this. And it's like, no, you're home for a reason. Your kid needs snuggles. Go lay down and snuggle with them. It's hard. Yeah, but yes, that's okay. So I I love that idea of trash. I was gonna say trash talk. Trash <laughs> can. I but- mean, you could call it trash talk if you want. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard it in other ways. Like Austin and I, before what we do is he like always asks if I haven't said before, like, hey, I just need you to listen. He always asks before he responds, like, okay, do you want me to fix this or do you want need to just hear you because sometimes I do want him to fix it, but either, no matter what you do, I think you're right. Like you have to just set the intention, like sit or express your intention very clearly of just what you need. And yeah, maybe it takes some self-reflection sometimes. Did you feel, did you feel like you had to learn when you need, when you needed him to hear you as opposed to when you wanted his advice? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that's still like, oh, we're not perfect by any means. Like mm-hmm. we've used this and it's changed our marriage, but sometimes you're in that situation and you're so frustrated. You forget to say trash can. And then he goes to fix it. And you're like, no, 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 wait, I should have said trash can. Like mm-hmm. you're starting to irritate me because I don't need you to fix it. 
exactly. or, you know, or sometimes I do think I want him to fix it. And I'm like, oh, wait, nope, this is definitely a trash can situation. I don't need your advice. Like, and he's like, okay, don't take offense to that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, I love you, that. Yeah, you definitely, it's not a perfect system, but it evolves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But even just having, having the, the knowledge and self-awareness, I think could help a lot of people. Like, it's okay to take it back. It's okay to insert it halfway, but just kind of understand yourself. And I guess I keep on saying self-awareness because I know that is what I am and have been so bad at. It's like, I thought, I thought that our conversation should go like if they were going correctly, Mm -hmm. hoity-toity, if they were going correctly, then they should go like this and I should say this and then he should say this and I should feel this way. But then I realized it's like, no, that's not, it's not as cookie cutter. And I needed to not just say the right things, but like, they, the conversation needed to be right for us. I guess. You have to like expect, say your expectations. Like mm-hmm. I'm going into this conversation and this is what I want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe say that because we do as women, we have, well, and I think it's also us being alone all the time. We <laughs> might sound crazy, but we have those conversations. conversations in our heads. Yes. Like, cause a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm waiting. Okay. It's nighttime for me. It's, you know, you're about to wake up. I have this conversation. I have five minutes to have it. Like I'm going to play out this conversation mm-hmm. in my head all day long. And then we get on the phone and it goes nothing like the conversation that was in my head. Like, why didn't you say what I wanted you to say? What's wrong with you? Like, literally, that's what happens. We I did it yesterday. Have it, yes. You have it all played out. But you're just supposed to tell me yes. Why are you questioning what I'm asking you? Just say yes, honey. Do what you need to do. Thank you. Yeah. Like, or even, Or even I feel like it can go the opposite way. I know I do that sometimes. For some reason, I think he's going to be resistant to an idea. So uh-huh. I like bolster up and get my guns ready. And then he's totally chill about something. And it's like, wait, I didn't have to fight you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, let's put the guns down. Let's like relax a second. So yeah, I think I like what you're saying. Just setting that expectation and making it very clear to both parties. So then we're just all on the same playing field because our poor, sweet loved ones just. <laughs> My husband says, wow, you went high and right real quick. He says it all the time. Like, why are you fighting me? I'm not. I said, OK. And I'm like, but wait, I'm used to fighting. Like, because I think we're fighting so much to just keep going. A lot yeah. of the times that we're like, we're going, we're going, we're going. And we're just in fight or flight mode. Like you are making it happen. So we're expecting that fight. And they're like, okay. And you're like, wait a second. I had this whole thing planned out. I had all the right words. I had a really good argument planned uh, out. Uh-huh. Like, what do you, I always say, what do you want? Why was that so easy? What, were, what do you want? What are you going to ask me for? <laughs> What's your angle here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like that trash can thing. Guys, you should use that. Just make sure you're setting the expectation and letting them, make sure you're letting them help you in the way that you need to be helped. Because I think sometimes we think that they should know what we want, but one, no man will ever know what their wife wants. And especially when they're on the other side of the country or have been on the other side of the country for nine months out of the year, it's just not going to happen. No, and that was a huge part of focus is learning like 
he didn't know what I wanted. Like, he's like, I don't know. You're over there having this whole thought that you're having. And I'm over here working. Like, my head's not where you're at. So you just have to tell me what you want. Like, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times I wasn't expressing myself properly. Like, I just expected him to understand what I needed or what I wanted or what was going on. Once I took that out of the equation and I just told him what I needed, it made so it so much easier. And that sounds so because it's like, well, duh, wouldn't you do that anyways? Like, that's what you tell your kids to do all day long. Use your words. Tell me what you want. Like, I'm a grown woman and I still forget to use my words and tell him what I want. Yeah. <laughs> like the biggest irony of life, I feel like, is being a mother and then being a wife. Uh-huh. Or even just like being a mother. It's, yeah, we that could be a whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. But um, last question. What is your key to thriving that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Um, key to thriving. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Count to four. Um, give yourself grace. And... I don't know. There's so many. It's so hard to just pick one, but I would say give yourself grace. Like you are going to have hard times and Mm -hmm. there's going to be amazing times. But a lot of times we put more pressure on ourselves that is than is necessary. um, Or we expect too much out of a situation or whatever it may be. And the only one that's disappointed and not enjoying it is ourselves. And I think that's one of my biggest challenges lately is that I don't get, I speak it all the time. Give grace, give yourself grace, take a deep breath, just enjoy what's happening. Um, and I don't. So I'm saying this to others so that they'll do it, but also for myself and um, enjoy the small things, enjoy those moments. And it will be a lot easier to thrive in this lifestyle if you don't make a plan. <laughs> go with the flow enjoy life and just see what it has in store because our plan is one thing and god's plan is another sometimes mm-hmm. they don't collide so be ready to just move and go and enjoy what's happening for your family even if it wasn't what you planned amen to that well thank you so much tara um as a reminder, because Tiffany's will have aired already, but I'll put all the links for Real Talk with the Misses in the show notes. It's a great podcast. Are you guys going to be doing lives? Like, keep doing them? So we have a couple fun things coming up. One, um, we're going to try – it's really hard with our time difference, but we're going to try to do lives individually or together. Um, we haven't set a date. It's looking like Sunday or Wednesday is probably going to be our best so check out the page and we usually will announce it that morning um we'll also be doing a raffle for a red shirt um we came out with our own shirt for um remember everyone deployed and so we yeah we're super excited about it um so we're going to do a raffle on our page so if you guys come and follow us and keep an eye out for that we will do a raffle and give a free shirt away to one of our followers fun stuff yeah, well, thank you so much, Tara. Thank you just for being open. I know it's not always easy to. Oh, really? Sorry. We got <laughs> somebody else is chiming in. She's saying good job. 
Thanks. (laughs) It's not always easy, huh? You get that too. It's hard for the little ones. She knows. Um, (laughs) But yeah, just thank you for being open and vulnerable because I know it's not easy to talk always about. But thank you so much. Absolutely. I know that I might have sounded like my marriage was in shambles all the time, but it's not. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, but there are huge blessings. And I think the biggest thing in our life is... With social media and everything going on, it's hard because everybody makes it look like it's perfect. It's an aunt. And it's okay that it's not perfect. And it's okay to have hard times. And I think as a community, we need to come together and help each other through those hard times and talk about our experiences. Because sometimes somebody sitting right next to you is going through the same thing and you just don't know it because we're not expressing that that's happening. And they're there to help. So happy to be vulnerable hopefully I didn't sound like a crazy person and this is a lot harder on this than I thought (laughs) that's why I'm the interviewer now all you waiting warriors out there you guys have a good week think about how you can if you need to say trash can or whatever but you guys need to use it and let us know let us know how you're using it if you guys use it and then talk about um like tag us on social media or something so yeah. we can cheer you on. Absolutely. See how that goes for your, whether you're just dating or married. I want to hear how that goes for you guys. Yeah, me too. You guys have a great week. Bye. Today's podcast is sponsored by Countdowns and Cupcakes. Do you want your next care package to be the easiest one ever? Then leave the decorating to Countdowns and Cupcakes and their pre-decorated flap sets. They are perfect for every and any occasion. Shop at CountdownsandCupcakes.com.